Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Park Report podcast interview. This is Roy. Hope you guys are doing okay out there. My guests today on this episode are Diego Tejeda and Eric Gillette from the band Temek. Kyle Fagel and I got to speak with the two of them about their new album, Terror Management Theory, Forming the Band, What Lies Ahead, and everything else. But before we get started, just a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts, progreport.com, and follow us on all our socials. And now our chat with Diego and Eric from Temek. Good to have you guys on the podcast. Um, you know, of course, uh, we're all acquainted. I, I, you know, Eric, uh, you know, we know you very well from all your Neil Morris doings and Diego, your your time with Haken and uh, the Shattered Fortress you guys did and all these other th projects you guys have been involved in over the years. So uh, this should be a lot of fun. Kyle uh, is joining here on this one. So thanks, Kyle, for being here, man. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, God, I don't want to get started. I mean, where are you guys each now, right? Uh, are you both in your homes, I guess? Where, where are you located? Yeah. I mean, I believe I mean, I'm in my home studio in Mexico city and this is what I've been kind of, uh, most of the work for the album was, was uh, done here. And, uh, Eric, where are you now? You sound like you. Yeah. Before. I've, yeah, I'm just, I'm at my, uh, dining table actually because my <laughs> my studio is a mess so i was like ah, i can't i don't have time to clean it up um you know you know sometimes when you're working things are just like plus we're living here right now so we're about to start about to break ground actually this week so nice. uh, we'll be built we'll be building and then i'll have my space back but for the meantime we're all crammed in here well, cool. so, living in my studio space so it's been so fun. uh yeah we got the the new temic album what's the release date on that again i should have written it down here but i 17th of November. 17th? 17th of November. Um, November 17th for people in America. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about that. Terror Management Theory, um, killer record. Congrats on that. It's been a long time coming. I know you guys have been working on this a really long time. Uh, but let's circle back a little bit. Um, you know, how long have you two known each other? When did you guys first start working together? Was it was it the Shattered Fortress thing you guys first did? Or was it before in any time? It was actually we met before, didn't we, Eric? Uh, yes, back in, I think twenty sixteen. I remember yeah, Hayden, uh, supported Neil Moore's band in a couple of shows in Europe. Uh, <laughs> I, wrote, I remember doing Sweden and I don't remember what else. It was only like four or five shows, I believe, and that's when we actually officially met. And I remember Eric at the end of the sh of the tour uh, gave me a copy of his first solo album. And apologies, I forgot the name. Of yeah. the... Afterthought, yeah, and then yeah. and then ended up asking him, and he played on uh, two or three tracks on my second album, which was right. before Shattered Fortress. So, so yeah. yeah, we we've known each other quite a while at this point. Quite a while, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. When did you uh, start talking about working on on your own project, your own band? At what point did that get started? Well, I know on the Shattered Fortress tour, we that's when things really gelled with us musically and off stage, and that's when. We I think we hinted, yeah, we should do something, you know, sometimes it's, you know, people say that and it's just talk, but, you know, we consistently mentioned that over the years and uh, it just took until 2020 for it to happen. But uh, yeah, we've been talking about it's, it. for. Uh, that's funny. Uh, you mentioned that like, tour, as far as I can remember. How many times do you meet other bands? You go on tour, you meet this guy, that guy, and you're always just about to form a new band, right? That that's that's like a conversation that comes up all the time. We should work together, and then nothing ever happens. Is that like pretty much all the time? Uh, definitely not for me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna be very honest. You know, you know, you meet people, and um, this is one of the things like Eric and I talked about when we, you know, fast forward when we were discussing Tamik and the ethos of the band or the band members. 
Uh, but, you know, the musical aspect is, of course, very important. And as you mentioned, you go on tour and you see a musician and you're like, oh, my God, this guy is, you know, he's got incredible chops. But there's much more to it, right? Like to, to have something harmonious and have a good, you know, to actually have a desire to form a band, at least for me, it goes beyond just the musical aspect because it is very important, of course. And that's, you know, of course, the the, the first step. But then it's the elements of do we gel personally well? You know, do we get along well? Uh, this is a thing we discussed countless times, you know, when you're on tour, you play a show that's only two hours, but the rest of the 22 hours, you know, you you hang out with these people. So I think that's possibly equally important or if not more important than the musical aspect. Uh, so with Eric, when I met Eric, that was one of the things like, you know, musically we gel very well. We, you know, of course, Eric is incredible musician you know incredible keyboard player incredible drummer and you know he wanted to he could play the whole Temic band by himself um <laughs> but yeah. you know that's yeah. there's there's no doubt about you know the 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 quality of, of musicianship here uh but you know on a personal level also we gel very well and you know we that was a thing that ticked all the boxes uh so yeah, like I, I cannot even recall any other time where I've been like, oh yeah, these guys are amazing. I want to let's make a band and another band. I, <laughs> at least not on my side. I don't know about your, you know, more. Yeah. I take it easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I hate collaborating with other people, so I I'm with you, Diego. Um, <laughs> so I I wanted to share the first time I saw you guys playing together. I think it may have been on one of the cruises, but I I know for sure Shattered Fortress at the Irving Plaza in New York. I saw you guys, and. uh it was awesome. Like I just, I distinctly remember, you know, you see bands sometimes and you're like, ah, you know, the album was better. I was expecting more. You guys really crushed it. I mean, it sounded amazing and actually got to hang out with Eric after the show with JC as well. And Cesar Men Mendeburo, who's a mutual friend of ours. And I don't know if you remember this, Eric, but he recommended that you should do a band with uh Seaman on the drums. Who's now your drummer. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but it's uh, I, I vaguely do. I I, yeah. I remember us talking about him while yeah. we were getting hot dogs, but I, I I don't remember in what context. But that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, that was right before I think you sang all the lyrics <laughs> to "Shimmer by Fuel." But anyway, that's another story. Man, that's really deep. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going. Yeah, hey. it's funny because I was like, no, no, no. You need to you need to play with like Luke Holland or so. I was like, you know, fixated on these like YouTube drummers, but. Uh, he's an awesome drummer. So I want to ask you kind of about him and then also Frederick on vocals. How did they get involved? What was the connection point to them? Uh, yeah, definitely. When we did the Shadow Fortress tour, Simon was uh, uh, working as part of the staff. So he was doing videos and also he, I think he did drum tech as well. Yeah. And I also knew him from before. Like he did, uh, I believe, one or two tours with Haken, one working as a staff and the other one where he was uh playing his band Archentide were opening the opening act in Europe. Gotcha. So we got to know each other and uh, we got to know each other in a personal level as well, not only the musical level. So musically, again, he's an incredible drummer. He has a lot of energy, very precise, hardworking dude. He's the kind of guy who the whole album is mostly one takes, honestly. Like he just recorded the whole album and just, hey, I did four takes. I'm just choosing whatever I want. Absolutely, you know, efficient. Um, so, uh, Again, like uh, uh, Eric and Simon and I, we kind of got to hang out a little bit during the uh, the Shire Fortress tours as well. So the personal element was definitely there. And I remember that's one of the things we talked about, right, Eric, when we are were discussing man members, Simon was kind of a first of your choice. Yeah. For that reason. It, I mean, I don't, I don't really remember throwing around 
it, it was kind of the first one and we just kind of were like yeah let's let's see what he can do we know personally that he's a great dude and we know he can drum and let's kind of and then he started kind of sending in some uh rough demos which sounded great i mean they could have been passed off for uh, album drums uh the way he recorded them and played them but yeah once we heard the first few tracks we were like oh yeah and then it was through him uh correct me if i'm wrong but uh, that seaman was the guy that was like hey i got the singer you gotta you gotta hear this guy frederick and then mm. uh, we listened to they sent around some links to his band marathon and i remember hearing his voice just thinking man that is what we need we need this energy we need this unique he's got such a unique voice so you know one of those voices when you hear it you can it's identifiable and he's got the power and he's got the ethereal high falsetto like and then when you see uh his energy on stage it's like that's that's the next element that this band is going to need because this uh, as you've heard the album it's pretty high energy throughout um yeah. only a few moments where we're kind of down and uh so yeah, I thought that, man, it was just the perfect, and it's funny how it all just kind of fell into place. Cause when we started writing back and forth, it was kind of like just me and Diego going back and forth. We didn't know who else was going to be involved at that point. And right. it just kind of happened. So a really obvious question here and probably one you're going to get as much as any other question, but the name Timic, I've already used chat GPT to figure out where you get the name. But uh, I, I would I'd like to hear who brought the name and then also kind of what that means to you and what you want people to know about it. Yeah. So first of all, and foremost, uh, choosing a band name is very difficult nowadays. Oh, my God. It's the hardest thing. Uh, Especially when we knew we had talked about we want a one word name that already makes it even harder. Go ahead. I just want to. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was one of the things we discussed first, like the options. What are the options? Right. So we have. You can make up a stupid name with random words like you know the the mushroom collective happiness. Uh, that's taken, but yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, taken and that's the thing. thing. That's and like, taken. oh, that's yeah. that's super original. And then you go on Spotify and you find five bands with five <laughs> listeners that have exactly that name. And right. it really is complicated, especially nowadays. You know, maybe back in the day, you know, you hear the stories about bands that. They got the same name. I didn't realize that until like, you know, a, a few years later, because now you use access Spotify and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a band with just one listener a month, they exist. And that's a potential thing. So we said, okay, well, we can have that, which we were not very inclined to. And we, we you know, as Eric's mentioned, we, we had this conversation as like, well, it would be very nice to have just a one word name and something that is also identifiable and something that is, in you know, it, from the get-go kind of uh, iconic and we can you know associate the band with it so you know we had a discussion back and forth for about i don't know a month i had a list of names too and again all of them were taken just like as kyle uh, pointed out you think oh this is great and it's all taken so i i have a big you know over the pandemic i've been very obsessed with uh, uh studying the uh all the ancient cultures in Mexico, like, you know, the Aztecs, the Mayans, and Zapotecs, there's a plethora of them. So I got very interested by the language Nahuatl, which is a, a language that's still spoken to this day, but it was originally spoken by, you know, the, the Aztecs back in the day. So I came across this dictionary, and I really liked the, the sound of that, of that uh, language, and I don't really know any bands that have a name in that language, right? So... Um, 
I think I shortlisted like five or four suggestions of names that I like. Firstly, how they sounded. And secondly, what they meant, because also we wanted to have, you know, when we were asked, have a good, strong sense of why we named the band Temic. And there is a reason rather than, oh, you know, just stupid name. You know, we have a reason right. and, and something that we're happy. So, but also the word has to be, uh, you need to be able to pronounce it in every language, right? So there's, you know, so I came up with about four or five different suggestions and sent it to the guys separately and said, like, look, I came up with this, guys. I don't know if you guys liked it. I think mo everyone was very excited about the idea of, of this uh, language in Nahuatl. And funnily enough, they, I asked them to shortlist their favorites, and I think everyone chose Temek. And it was my favorite, too, but I didn't say anything. And so, you know... So I, of course, told them, you know, the 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 meaning is dream, and I think that kind of makes sense, you know, in the sense of this this band has started with a strong vision of what we wanted to be, and as Eric mentioned, we started writing songs without a band member and and without anything, but we knew exactly what sound we wanted, what kind of band members we wanted, and uh, what the music we wanted. So that kind of makes sense, and here we are. You know, we have a good foundation of what we can say what the name means so that was it that was the story you know you got a strong mix of of prog metal a lot of melodic moments some sort of genty moments in there uh bringing in your guitar sound uh, diego your unique keyboard sounds all that kind of stuff did you guys have a, a a predetermined idea of what kind of music you wanted to make or as you're writing it evolves into what it became well when when yeah when diego and i originally connected about it and decided to start uh writing he he kind of had the idea of if we would to if we were to take like i think he mentioned a few different um electronic music and and basically their formats and, and structures and kind of arrange it for kind of a modern metal band uh, and really what that meant to me was like that it's going to be about the songs and not just a noodle fest, which is great. You know, we have our moments, but we knew we wanted to make songs and make a record full of great songs. And so, uh, so yeah, it's like everything was really from the get go had, you know, there's a lot of purpose behind what we were going to do and, uh, which makes it easier when you're writing to, uh, to write for that, you know, it took me a little bit to be able to, cause I, I'm not really I haven't done a lot of writing of that sorts of kind of music, but we found kind of a system that worked pretty well with us uh, initially since it was 2020 and we were doing it remotely and sending ideas back and forth. And, but yeah, that was, that was the original kind of concept uh, that Diego brought up to me. It was incorporating a lot of those electronic elements and infusing it with kind of the sound we are kind of familiar with already. But uh, I I knew that it would be cool because Obviously, his he is meticulous with his sounds, and so I knew that uh, all of those sounds would bring it up to the next level, and uh, and it was something completely different and unique from what I've done. So I was super excited about that. Yeah, I think I think um, what's surprising a little bit, and and I wonder what the choice is. You kind of alluded to it, but you don't do a solo on every song, right? Like maybe you might have with with some other projects. So, what was the determining factor for that? Was it, oh, this song just doesn't need it, or I'm going to hold back on this and we'll let the song be it, you know, 
how do you I think a little bit of decide? a little bit of all of that yeah i think i think some of it it wasn't even a conversation in the sense that we knew we were writing songs and when you get to a point in a song it's usually pretty evident oh there needs to be a solo here or there needs to be some sort of melody um and and it just so happened which is pretty funny and i and i i appreciate and i love the comments where people are like, where's the solos where's the solos and i wanted to just be like hang on hang on because really it's just kind of so happened that the first two singles didn't or songs that didn't feature solos when uh a big majority of the rest of the record actually have solos so right that just kind of that was not intentional but just kind of funny how that worked out so um yeah plenty more solos on the record but you know it was um it it wasn't like it's not like we had a conversation about every song like should this have a solo or not it was just kind of like let's follow the music and if it was evident that there needed to be one uh we just kind of went for it yeah, yeah absolutely i mean I, in addition to what Eric's saying i think in terms of solos coming from the perspective of a keyboard player i think uh you have to really fight to have a keyboard solo but you know in, in, a, in a personal point of view i mean and it's really funny like some of the keyboard solos you put on the record people think are guitar solos <laughs> some people right. are well your that. sound can sometimes be confusing <laughs> yeah, I was say. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough but you know it, it, it's coming he's coming for my gig man yeah. <laughs> exactly. taking my job <laughs> um, yeah you know but you know uh, i think in, in in general as as eric was saying and kind of in addition to what he said is definitely there was something we we discussed from the very beginning what kind of sound we wanted you know i knew i didn't want to recreate something i've done in the past you know want to move on and do something different so there was no point in starting another band that sounded just like what i did or 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 you know or Eric just you know just rotating what he's been doing want to do something we wanted to do something new and we were discussing and i even remember at the beginning when we talked about the ethos of the band and the band members were still uh it was still not clear what kind of direction we wanted and eventually you know as Eric saying it's like oh i had this idea it's like what did we merge these things like hasn't been done like maybe to to uh, that degree but i think that would be very cool and and also from a personal point of view because i'm the one bringing the the electronic elements um this is where i am at the moment right and 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 we discussed the the shredding aspect and we discussed the, all that stuff that we are capable of doing it but doesn't mean that we have to do it and i think that's something that sometimes in prog for me puts me off that you sometimes try as a musician to impress too hard and you forget about the core elements of what makes a good song and what makes a good song is good lyrics, good vocal melodies, good harmonies, right? And if the song needs a solo and the solo has a, a position, it has a purpose that is going to transition you from one place to another, please have it and make it special rather than, oh, we need to put a solo because that's kind of a standard kind of a formality. Um, so yeah, as Eric was saying, definitely the focus was in the songwriting and and another element that was very important for us too is to have a constant pulse uh in our music. So, you know, that playing live, that's something that we discussed that it's it's super um energizing, you know, playing live and when you see people kind of getting into this mode and 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 and, and moving along, whether they're headbanging or just moving the body or doing nothing in the background, you know, you see that a lot on pro shows that was also um a thing that we had in mind from the very beginning too right well i think needless to say you were successful at it i, I think it is 
cool to see music like knowing I, I don't know Frederick as well, but knowing the other three of you and kind of what you've done and kind of what the background is, it feels um, reminiscent of the music you've done, but also it feels new and different and it feels modern, uh, which is cool. So, uh, you know, congratulations on that. Um, I want to shift into this just to talk about some of the songs you've released already. So Count Your Losses was a lot of people's first, you know, glimpse into the band and what you're about. I have to assume there was, and I maybe I'm wrong, because um, you all agreed on Timic, and maybe you just agree on everything. Maybe you found like people that y'all just agree on everything. But was there any argumentation around what single you would pick, and how did you land on Count Your Losses being the first one? Ah, huh. well, I take that one every because I I honestly don't remember. I think it was mostly a recommendation. <laughs> I think the label was the one who who uh, okay thought, thought that was that was a good single. From the rough demo, we thought Falling Away would be our first, just because I felt it was really strong. And it really, I kind of, so at, at first I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, but I, I'm kind of glad because, um, not that I'm not saying Count Your Losses is not as good of a song, but I, I don't know. I think Falling Away is, is pretty accessible. It's very melodic. And I, the people I've played it for that aren't even really into prog, prog metal or whatever you want to call it, uh, really kind of, uh they get that song so and uh, it kind of left us somewhere to go i feel so i'm really happy with with you know the, how we released them and and then my follow obviously with and people finally get the the solos solos they're wanting including the the beloved guitar yeah well <laughs> then you mentioned the mathala that was the the track that i've been uh harping about uh since uh checking out the album uh, and I, I love that you guys put that out as a, as, as a single because it's sort of the long kind of epic, uh, you know, like a lot of stuff. That's what's funny is like, kind of I didn't realize really how, cool. how long it was. Yeah. I didn't realize how long it was until the video. And then I was like, it's one of those songs for me. It's like, I guess that's a good thing. He's like, you don't really realize until it's over. Like, oh, that's like seven. I mean, I don't know. The album version has a long kind of a soundscape yeah, outro, i mean you know but... what it's weird like singles used to be like you had to be four minutes but that was like really a radio thing and now you, that's not as important anymore so it's put out the best song who cares right i mean it doesn't really matter as much anymore but talk about that song how yeah. that how that song came about for the uh for the closer uh that song actually was it was a very different song uh when i first sent the first song we actually work on as you know first eric and i for for Temic, i sent him the, the demo what it is now count your losses and you know eric did his thing and sent it back and back and forth and uh mothala was originally a very different song it, it, and he, we decided to put it kind of like okay let's just wait a little bit with this song because it sounds maybe not uh on the direction we're going but see if we can actually take it later and we were we wrote the whole album uh it was just a kind of a couple of months before we actually hit the studio we had a deadline and uh i was like, oh what about this song let's just take it and you know rework it and uh, in, a, in a way it was easier to to shape it into the sound we wanted because you know we had the whole album pretty much done so mm. you know it was it was uh, easier to you know take the elements that, that were uh relevant to the sound of the album and the uh yeah so the, the song was was written kind of towards the end um and that was it like them all the element was a choir on that song that uh uh 
you know that that came at the end uh when we we got the last well the first mixes from from rich uh rich mouser we were like ah oh, man i remember writing to the guys like we need a choir i feel like this this chorus it's very strong and i feel like the chorus in in that song uh the lyrics in that song really encapsulates very well the concept of the album right the underlying concept uh so you know seeming put together a choir in Norway and, and my wife got together some some uh, members of the Threshold Choir and and got it done. So it's funny, that was the second song, but it was the last one that that, that we finished. Uh, on that, that yeah, song. I remember actually, like, that was one I, I kind of, a demo I kind of brought up. And actually it was called Into the Ether. And it's kind of a, that was what I was kind of referring to. It's kind of hard to like write this kind of style, especially when all the electronic elements are not coming from me. So it's kind of hard to, to you know, submit a song idea where it, where you encapsulate that. But I really like when I do that, and then Diego just takes it and he'll just he'll chop stuff up and move it around and add all these layers, and it comes back and it's like, oh yeah, that's what that's what it needed. So and that's what happened. It just took a while for that song. I think we put it on the back burner, not sure if it would fit the album, and then. He had a little bit of extra time and sent a, a rough chopped up demo of that and it was like oh that's it yeah. and also we had by when, by the time we started working on the actual version of mothala we had frederick and uh you know frederick is a guy who can really bring to life vocal melodies so uh, i remember saying like a we had no we didn't use the vocal melodies the original vocal melodies but you know i, I remember sending him uh, a, a demo of the uh of the verses and and the choruses, and of course, I mean, in compared to Eric and and to Frederick, of course, I don't sing at all. You know, I, I can pretend I do, but you know, I, I'm I'm terrible. But you know, that's what you have to do when you're working like that. You have to kind of record yourself, even though you sound like crap, and and you know, say, yeah, fair, look, guys, I have this idea, and uh, yeah, like uh, Frederick is super good at listening and just really putting on his energy and. It could be the same vocal melody, but you know, if you listen to to Mothala, the verses from the beginning, which is just uh, uh, synths and vocals, to when the you know band comes in, to the second verse after the keyboard solo, they're all based on the same vocal melody. But the way uh, uh, Frederick delivers, you don't really notice it. It's it's super interesting how he has this element of narrative on his performance that he can add so many variations just by the intensity, just by the little ad-libs, changing one note here, here and there. And, and you know, it made it much easier to be like, oh, perfect. Yeah, this song is, is great. Now we have this. And and it was a great, that was a perfect kind of closing piece. It is. Great, great track. Love it. I, I think it's my favorite track on the album. It may be Roy's too. So f for whatever that's worth. So oh, nice. um, that's awesome. wait, what is your favorite track? I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> oh no yeah that was that's the yeah. one i wanted to ask about and i said i was i was glad I thought, it was a single because i thought uh, so yeah. you know more people hear it um got to see got to see eric playing that guitar that's what i wanted um so uh eric another like quick question um and then we'll i want to ask about music videos but uh singing on this <laughs> album i think there were people that maybe expected you to sing maybe a little bit more is there any plan to maybe do that in future albums or is that something you kind of intentionally said you know, I'm going to kind of fill the role of lead lead guitar and let that be it. Well, it was pretty intentional that I knew I didn't want to be the lead singer 
because sure. seeing as like Diego has played on a little, you know, portion of my album, I wanted to differentiate and not, I mean, not want people to think that this is another solo album of mine or some sort of project, but I knew yeah. I wanted to be heavily involved in the harmonies and, and uh, some arranging and recording and obviously doing that live. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say that we have found that Frederick and I's voices really blend well. And I don't know, I, I really enjoy singing with him. So um, we, we've kind of joked and talked about, we should do a duet or something where we're both kind of, you know, up, up front with the lead vocals, but you know, again, it's just going to come down to the, what, what the song requires. And uh, I'm happy just shredding if need be, but, uh, yeah. Gotta leave, yeah, gotta right leave some stuff for the second album. So, you know, right. <laughs> Uh, so mu music videos, uh, you know, obviously that's like the way that it seems like today. That's like kind of the, the way that people learn about music or that see new music. And so I got to say your music videos are awesome. The the prog rock world, I'm like a cinephile. Like I love, you know, cinematography in another life. I'm a film director. Um, your videos don't suck. In fact, they're really good. Um, and, and a lot of, I mean, there's some, there's some prog rock videos that pretty rough and they're almost so bad. They're good, you know? <laughs> But, but yours are great. So I, I'm curious, like, who's the you know creative force behind the music videos? How did you approach those, and and how did you get them done to where they look so good? I got to talk to Simon. Simon Sadness is like is the, the guy who, okay. Um, again, too, when we Eric and I discussed kind of the the ethos of of the band members, uh, we decided okay, we need someone who's an incredible musician, incredible person that we get along with, but also that he has. Or they have an uh, an extra set of skills uh, mm -hmm. that they can bring into the table, and Simon is super good at that at media, social media, but also videos and videography. And so he, you know, has not only the talent, he has the equipment, he has the contacts. So uh, all the uh, editing was has been done by him. But then we realized that Eric, it's uh, I didn't know that. That was a surprise. I found out like a couple of months ago that he's into uh, is that VFX? Is that what you call it? So yeah. I'm when you it comes to this. I'm a so yeah, that's visual how you got nerd. the sun behind you guys in the falling away video. That's Eric. Eric did that. Yeah, because that looks yeah. really good. <laughs> it came out. See, it pays off to be a nerd sometimes. It's awesome. Yeah, well, cool. I, I remember you did oh, a video thanks, of like the Star Wars ship coming in or something. So yeah, maybe man. second album. I don't know. We'll see. You know, Star Wars concept album. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're geeks, but definitely not the. I don't think we're Star Wars geeks. I don't think. Uh, I don't yeah, they they would sue you into oblivion. So you know, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. That would be into yeah. the game for sure. But you uh, know what, Diego, yeah. you're not wrong. I mean, a band <laughs> in 2023, you got to have as many resources within the Absolutely. band as you can. I mean, it just makes life easier and uh, allows you to do a lot more things. So, so it's if you can do it, it's 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 the way to go. And it's super cool because you know I never experienced this having you know people so capable like Simon and or, or Eric, you know, Fallen Away is a great example, right? That, uh, of course, we filmed that video when we were together in, in Norway, that was in July. And, uh, you know, Simon arranged everything. So we go like, oh, I found this perfect place. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, you know, and we discussed some ideas, right? Like, uh, oh, how about this? How about that? You know, I remember saying, hey, I imagine like a really open shots because I think the, the chorus is kind of really big and it would be amazing to have a, a drone um also uh i think simon i discussed with simon this this movie by uh, Lars von trier uh, melancholia about you know there's this big planet 
that is kind of getting closer to the earth. So the whole movie, you see the normal scenes where it's just being right the background that is getting closer and closer. And uh, I told, I told, uh, 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 you know, this is relevant to the lyrics. Uh, it would be really good to have that, but you know, I don't know if that's happening or not. This is just my wildest dreams. And all of a sudden, next thing I know is Eric's doing it, you know, and yeah, yeah, I know this, I, I can do it. And, you know, and <laughs> Simon awesome. got this drone and got all this amazing location. And it's so, uh, how's the word, and energizing, so uh, intoxicating working with people like that because you're like, oh, we can do whatever, you know. And Mothala, yeah. this was not, we initially had a different idea for Mothala. We were discussing it. In the end, it didn't work out because of logistics. And, uh, you know, then this whole idea of, of of doing this video came up and it was developed very quickly and everyone did the thing. And next thing you know, you know, uh, Simon said like, yeah, I've got this amazing location and I'm lucky I'm recording stuff next to a volcano and uh, Eric's doing this After Effects as well. And it's it's super productive. It's super cool working with, with people like this. I cannot emphasize it enough yeah. rather than having to depend on whatever the label says, if you have enough funds, you know, going to uh, a director, which is cool, but, you know, you leave a lot of responsibilities to others. And here it's just, it just gets done and that's it. What's next? It's very yeah. cool. It makes a difference. I think it makes the the product look more, more serious, more professional. It keeps people watching. So, you know, it's, it's awesome. Nice job on it for real. Uh, let you guys go uh, after this uh, question, but just, uh, in wrapping up, I mean, are there plans to to try and do some shows and and get the band on the road? Are you guys uh, down that path yet? Yeah, that's absolutely on on the uh, on the cards. Uh, last this week, we had a call with management, and uh, that's definitely on the cards. We already have some shows booked for next year. They haven't been announced. I think they're going to be announced soon. But yeah, that's that's what it is, you know. And, awesome, uh, yeah. That's definitely the aim, and from the very beginning, that's what we wanted to do. You know, some people have asked us about that, and especially you know, they ask Eric. It's like, hey, is this a project or a band? It's like, no, this right. is this is a band, right? I don't want to speak for yourself, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's what Eric's been saying. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody wants to see uh, this band play live and 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 uh, see give it give it its proper due. You know. Um, anyway, um, guys, oh, great catching up with you. Um, oh, Eric Swift. Oh, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us some time. Uh, Terror Management Theory comes out November seventeenth. A few singles out now on YouTube and streaming and everywhere else. Uh, Diego and Eric, uh, yeah. Hey man, we'll be in touch. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. And uh, we'll see see you on the road somewhere. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks to Diego and Eric from Temek. Don't forget to debut album from the band. Terror Management Theory is out on November 17th. You can get it wherever you stream records or buy music. For upcoming news, reviews, interviews, and more, don't forget progreport.com. Follow us on all our socials, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll see you again soon.